This is a Think Live Be production. There's always shifts and there's always things like even remember a couple of years ago, I think you were with me at the time when Hurricane Irma came through yep. Orlando. Yep. That changed the real estate market for the end of that year. Like people, we had somebody take their house off the market. They didn't end up selling. They were under contract and the buyer tried to renegotiate and then they decided, yeah, maybe now it's just not a good time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. I remember. And um, so that that's we're not unfamiliar with these kind of environments. It's just a different one. And so in this kind of shift, though, it becomes even more important that you have a professional who has experienced this kind of thing before um, and knows how to navigate the market. So I think for first sale by owners, it might be kind of um, an opportunity to kind of show them the value even more so than we normally could. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, we're here on Seeking the Best, our podcast, where we're trying to seek our best in ourselves and try to overcome personal hurdles as a realtor. I'm Catherine Stelgis, and across me from me is my director of operations, Kayla. Hi. And then our sound engineer, Patrick. Hello. And this season, we're tackling FISBOs and now apparently a pandemic as well. Right. So So we'll we'll date this a little bit by saying that everything is starting to be on lockdown in Orlando. Yeah. 5 p.m. deadline for the bars and restaurants now. Yeah, as of today. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, some interesting new times. I was listening to a call yesterday, though, with Gary Keller, um, who's our founder and CEO founder and CEO of Keller Williams, and just a really good quote that I thought, like, it has just stuck with me, that said, the best way to predict the future is to go take action and shape it. So I was like, oh, yeah, true. He's always so smart. <laughs> <laughs> so how can we, how can we, in a time where we're now, uh, quarantining ourselves to our houses and working remotely, how can we take market share and convince for sale by owners to work with us? Um, or anybody. Or anybody. Yeah. Really. Uh, <laughs> and keep what we have in progress calm and on track. Yeah. Yeah. So far, I mean, we, we definitely have had some conversations this week that are much like the ones I remember. Um, luckily, if it's lucky, um, I did go through the market crash in 2008. So um, have some experience talking to people through these kind of weird, weird situations where there's a lot of fear in the air. And so I've had some conversations over the last couple of days that sort of were reminiscent of that time where it's like, should we be selling? Should we be buying? Maybe we'll, you know, maybe we won't move forward on this contract because I'm afraid that I won't be able to sell my house. And so all of that fear starts to seep in. And, um, you know, we there's there's scripts for that. And we just have to talk people through and guide them like we always have and not let that cloud our judgment. And and um, luckily, they said, um, you know, one of the best things to do during this time as it's, you know, obviously we're going to have a shifting market and a recession and stuff. This is inevitable is to double down on lead generation. And luckily we were deciding to, you know, we had already decided to double our goal for the year. (laughs) Um, We probably should. We probably should just up it. And are we doubling it again? Let's double. Okay. Well, it's going to be like, hold on. (laughs) It's not that it's, it's, you can double it. You just, 
can't double. I don't think you can double up for sale by owners, at least not for the next month or six weeks, because you can't really go and just knock on people's door. Well, yeah, we're going to have to get (laughs) crafty with some different, you know, some different strategies. I was actually thinking about this right before we came in here that this um, this virus kind of might do us a favor in the world of for sale by owners. I know that sounds terrible, but um, well, it's it's okay to talk. Like, this is a podcast about this, so ta- <laughs> that felt wrong. Yeah, so ta- <laughs> we all know how terrible everything about this is. But so what can we do to looking, be optimistic yes, about? Lo- yes, exactly. keeping and being sustainable for our own business and our own personal lives too. Yeah. Well, I guess what I was trying to say when I suddenly felt guilty about it, but it, it would might might do us a favor because it's going to eliminate a lot of the for sale by owners that aren't serious. So yeah. when when I look at a list of like a hundred and something people to call, it's overwhelming um, to think like, oh gosh, I've got to keep calling the same people and I haven't made relationships with them and I don't know who is really worth the time. Like I when we first got started with this, I I probably said it, if not, I thought it many times. Like, is this is this going to be a waste of time? Am I going to spend a lot of time calling people that never result in anything? And I know it's all a numbers game, but that always kind of has weighed on my mind. Like it's a lot of time to to dial a bunch of numbers. So if people start to take their homes off the market or off, let's be honest, they're not on the market when they're for sale by owner, but they start taking their signs out of the yard and taking their listings off of the one website that they have them posted on. Um, then that will allow us to see who's really serious. And then I know, okay, this for sale by owner really needs to sell, has a has a stronger desire to sell than all of the other ones. Yeah. So maybe my focus will actually be able to be a little bit more purposeful over the next couple of weeks as people will inevitably start taking things off the market. Yeah. That's going to happen. Because there's still buyers out there who may be interested in their home, so they're going to get those phone calls and they're not going to want to show the home in this time. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, we don't know what the future holds. We obviously can't predict, you know, how this will impact things long term. Will it be like like last time it was the greatest recession of all time that we experienced. Right. It wasn't that long ago. And even when we hit the bottom, this is what uh, Gary Keller reminded us yesterday, that even when we hit the absolute bottom, 4.3 million people bought and sold homes that year. Uh, We were one of them. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I was like the bottom. Great. No, I didn't realize it was the bottom because we can't time the market like that. We just got lucky to some degree yeah. that it happened to. Well, and we just have been looking. Well, and because we at that point we were like we, we we had a need. Our lease was up, and we were <laughs> like, well, maybe we should buy a house, and it just happened to fall at that time. Yeah, really I, didn't know if it was going to go any lower at that yeah. point or if it was going to like ever appreciate again. And we didn't know what I was going to happen. I don't want to get in the weeds of why the recession was what the, re- the weeds. what the recession was <laughs> with the home loans at the time. Everything was geared around uh, the real estate market when, when that crash happened. Yeah. This, you can point your finger at what this is and when the, and when this pandemic scare is gone, so will the fear will be gone. Yeah. And I think that you'll see a bounce back yeah, pretty quickly. This one's more of a, tr- a because you trickle know, up. Well, you know what it is. Now, I, from what I understand, we were supposed to be in a recession 
anyway, right? Well, so. the market shifts every seven to ten years, right? So, uh oh, should I get in the weeds with a story on that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just reminded me of the the most awkward listing appointment I ever went on, where I went to the this guy's house and he let me in inside and. Um, immediately told me that he had just taken a Vicodin. I was oh. like, what? I was like, um, are you sure we want to do this listing consultation then? But he proceeded to tell me how the middle class has been taken advantage of and that the market shifts every seven to 10 years and went on this rant about the market and how it cycles up and down and how the middle class and Gen X had been, um, you know, kind of screwed. Mm. And anyways, Pardon her French. <laughs> That's why I was hesitant when she said that. <laughs> um, but th- that that listing appointment was really awkward, but he wasn't wrong. Did you get the listing? I didn't yeah. Get the <laughs> listing. <laughs> That's a good question. No, I did not get the listing. Um, I don't even know if that guy ever listed his home. I don't remember uh, what came of that. But um, That was the funniest thing, though. Yeah. I was like, really? But he wasn't wrong. Yeah. Like it, you can look at historical data and see that the market shifts, it, it ebbs and flows. It's this is what things this is this is what happens. And so we, we should be in a recession anyways. And we've been talking about it. Um, you know, we mentioned last couple episodes that we went to family reunion. The last couple of years that I've gone, we've been talking about a shifting market. We've been preparing for it, talking about the shift book, which is another Gary Keller book. Um, we're just constantly promoting Keller Williams and uh, <laughs> Keller Inc. <laughs> That's what happens when it becomes your life, yeah. Catherine. <laughs> um, but but we've been talking about it forever. And I, I have to say, like, I, I feel like we should be prepared. And yet here we are. And it's thrown upon us um, in a different way. And now everybody's freaking out. Yeah, because you expect it to go like to be able to watch the numbers slowly change and shift. You're not expecting it to be. Like overnight. Well, you know what they talk about in the book, though? They describe it like a golf swing. Like when you um, when the market starts to shift, it's oh, my gosh, I'm going to like destroy how to how to explain this. But like it starts kind of or maybe it's not a golf swing. Maybe it's a (laughs) A pendulum, a pendulum, a pendulum. But a a golf swing is like a pendulum swing. Yeah, it is. It goes up. And, and but as it's going down, it's slow until it gets right to the middle and then it goes really fast. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's how they describe it in the book is that you don't really know, like, it's going to be upon you really. It's going to happen really fast. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. all of a sudden, you're Gradually there. and then suddenly. Yeah. Gradually and then suddenly. And so that's what we've been in when it just didn't feel like it was shifting because we've get multiple offers and all this stuff and everything seems great. And then all of a sudden, this happens and it's forced upon you. Well, we can see... Over the last couple of years, those prices just climbing, climbing, climbing. And the last year, they're still climbing, but it was a little slower, a little slower, a little slower. And then this thing hits. Yeah. And now we're going to see a drop. But I, like I said, I think it will start to climb back up pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, as soon as the- well, you're going to have all the buyers out here still with right. people not putting right. their homes on the market and already a small inventory, you're going to have multiple people fighting for one house up in the price that way in a way, right? Well, yeah. So if people choose not to put their houses up for sale because they're fearful of what will happen, will they actually be able to get it sold for top dollar? Because I think that's what the fear is for sellers, right? And so if we're talking FISBOs, their fear is well, they were going to save money on commission and they were going to get the highest price possible because the market is hot. So if they think that that's not going to happen, 
then they're going to be the first people to pull out. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's why I said only the serious ones will remain, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what happens if we get less inventory than we already have? If the buyers are still there, our market's still going to be strong. It'll yeah. it'll feel weird and there will be a, a, a really strong strain on everybody, which we've been feeling for a long time, and it'll just be a weird market, but we'll still be a very strong market. It's only if the buyers dry up yeah. or if everybody, the opposite happens and everybody freaks out and says, I got to sell my house right away, right. but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't yeah. see that happening with what this is. Yeah. And... uh yeah, I don't I don't see that as being Well and and this isn't so much for sale by owner related, but with buyers, that's a conversation for them is that, you know, it doesn't really make sense that we would see a sudden influx of listings for sale in these times. Mm-hmm. So things aren't gonna change for them. The only thing that would happen for buyers is that in a couple months to a year, whenever this does sort of die down in the or at least the fears start to go down that they'll end up paying more for the same house because the interest rates will definitely be going up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's maybe that right there. That's at least like I, we can talk about for sale by owners all day, but like I was saying before, you're going to, the marketing and what you're going to have to do to compensate and to double up. So that's, that's to go after if you're looking to market to buyers that's a good avenue to go down is to talk about, you know, if you can wait through this, but your interest rates are not going to be what they are now. Yeah. Like you, if you're going to buy a house, now's the time. Yeah. Showing them the, the value difference of, I mean, you can't predict what the mortgage rates are. No, but you can, six months from you now, can, but you can make a guess. Yeah, you can approximate. Well, I mean, even if they only went up a percentage point, that's still yeah. a big loss in their buying power. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that 10K? Yeah. Oh, yes. did you remember yes. stuff? See, you learned. <laughs> I learned. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I, I think, too, what we have to do for the serious for sale by owners is now show them why we're the expert to help them sell during this kind of crazy environment. And um, so maybe we take a little break and... Uh, we'll talk about that when we get back. about that. Okay. ideas and they immediately left my brain so let me just drink some coffee and then i'll get back to you what we were talking about was what were we talking about well we were talking about how do you provide value how do you show the for sale by owners that we're the experts to get their home sold in this time where things seem crazy and things seem like maybe it's not the best time yeah i don't want to sell my house now it's there's a pandemic going around and people aren't going to come and look at it so why would i well, so I think there's a couple of things I think showing them. So I just wrote a blog yesterday about the top reasons why buyers purchase homes. And the entire list is all like personal reasons. They're not they're like not what? financial reasons. Well, the number one reason is the desire to buy a home. That's like the American dream, like I want to own a home. And what I what I wrote in the blog was that as long as it's affordable to buy, which in Orlando, the affordability rate is over 100%. And so that means that the person making the median income can afford the median price home. As long as it's affordable, that desire is still there. There are still going to be people who are buying because they just want to own a home. Their lease is up. That yeah. This is on their life plan. 
at this age to do that. July. Then you've got job relocation. People moving for a job, those people are going to buy homes. They have they need to move their family and relocate for a job, they're going to buy a home. You've got people who want to buy bigger homes, smaller homes. Those are usually for family reasons, like their family is growing. They're not going to wait too long while they've got two, three kids running around and they need an extra bedroom. Like they're not going to sit out and wait wondering what's happening. They're just going to move because they need to. Yeah. Just like we were talking about why we bought, because it was just that time in, in our, like our age where it was like, lease is up. <laughs> I'm in real estate. Let's buy a house now. <laughs> like, look, it wasn't even because we were in real estate. I remember being afraid to get pre-approved for a loan and I was in real estate selling homes and I still was like afraid as a self-employed person that I wouldn't get a loan. But it was just that time in our life that it made sense. So the personal reasons showing for sale by owners that buyers are still going to be buying. However, they are going to be wanting to work with a professional themselves because they want to make sure they're protected during yeah. this this kind of scary time. They're not going to be coming into a stranger's um, for sale by owner house. They're going to want their agent to be helping them guide them through the process, maybe even previewing properties for them. If they have people that are sick in their family, they're not going to be going out looking at houses the same way that they have if it gets that bad. So showing them that kind of data and information, showing them that... Um, Last month in Orlando, we had the lowest inventory that I've ever seen. It was under 7,000 homes for sale. What's the average? Well, over the last couple of years, it's been like somewhere between seven and 8,000. So, And that's really that's low, low anyway, yeah. right? That's yeah, already like tight. super low. Lowest inventory I've seen. So as a for sale by owner, if you're not selling your home, if it's not moving, and we don't have enough homes for sale for the number of people buying then you're missing something. And so showing them that data and, and showing them that things are still selling, we've got the lowest inventory possible. This is the time to get your home sold. Um, and then- um, But what about when they say, well, I understand, but you know, I don't care if we sell it right now with this pandemic and everything else. If somebody wants to buy it, then that's great. But- uh, you know, we can just wait until this whole thing blows over and we'll, we'll, we'll worry about selling it, you know, six months from now. Well, I think for that, okay, well, what we said earlier was that maybe those aren't the serious ones then in the first place. But if they have a specific price, then the conversation is if, if you're having a, a conversation on the phone, it's, you know, well, what price were you trying to get for your home? You know, if you could get that price today, would you still move? You know, is there any other reason other than just that you have a specific price in mind? Well, given the lack of inventory and the high demand, there's no reason we couldn't get that price for you. You know, as long as that's true. Right. <laughs> right? As long sometimes, as it, yeah. Sometimes for sale by owners are overpriced, let's right. be honest. But giving them that that data that they don't they don't have, you know, they're they're using Zillow and um, looking up their Zestimate and thinking that they've got it all figured out. And we're we're the ones who are out in the field having conversations with sellers and buyers and know what's going on. And then the other thing is this is something I think you can use this with any anybody. I know this is sort of a geographic um, prospecting tool, but why not use it with for sale by owners too? And I'm sure I'm not the first person to think of this, but you know, we just had a listing this weekend, get multiple offers in the middle midst of a, you know, pandemic, we've got an open house that had yeah, 20. You, you weren't even sure if you were going to do the open house. Yeah. I almost canceled almost it. Canceled it. I, I don't know that we'll be doing too many in the future, right. but but there were 24 people through. 
We had multiple offers on the property. And so a couple people didn't get that home. And so one of the tactics that I've heard in the past for just geographic prospecting is just to go, you know, door to door, door knocking, which we're not going to do door knocking right now, but, um, and tell people like, Hey, do you know anyone that's looking to buy in the neighbor or looking to sell, excuse me, in the neighborhood? Because we just had multiple offers on your neighbor's house and, um, and you know, X number of people didn't get their offer accepted. So we've got a few buyers who still need a house in this neighborhood. So it's a listing generating tool. Mm -hmm. So if we can't go door knocking though, we could still call for sale by owners in the same area and, and say the same script. We could still send them a letter in the mail and have the exact same piece of information in there. Because the reality is, is that that is still what's happening in the market. We do still have people who didn't get a house the other day. So with that, those three things, like showing them why people really move and letting them understand that there, people are still going to be buying houses. There's no reason you can't get this home sold, but you need a different strategy. Like sticking a sign in the yard isn't going to get it done. And then showing them that the, there's multiple offers still happening. And like, here's here's some legitimate buyers that are looking in this area. Let's list it for you so we can get the same thing for you. And then showing them the lack of inventory that exists that is the reason we have multiple offers. Right. Yep. Well, maybe there's something to the idea of with buyers. That's three touches right there. Yeah. yeah with maybe <laughs> something with, with buyers not wanting to go knock on doors at, of for sale by owners and maybe not wanting to go to um, wanting that the fact that they have their own realtor who's doing uh, the work for them, finding the houses for them. And we know that realtors don't, don't focus on for sale by owners. It's usually the buyers who find the for sale by owner and bring it to the realtor. Um, Maybe there's something in that as well. Like with this pandemic, the buyers aren't, if you list this house with a realtor, we can get it in front of other realtors. It'll be Well, yeah, a, our a, job as you know, listing it, agents, that's the whole script. Right. Like, like um, I mean, I know that that works. That is the script in a general, uh, everyday, normal reality. But with this, with the pandemic, it's almost like there's another, like a little blockade up of one more layer and stuff. And so that this, that w- even works even more even better. Yeah. Well, I think everything works a little bit more when there's a challenge that's thrown in the middle. Like, again, they think it's easy. They think they don't need us. So when the market is harder, then you see- It might be easier to sell. Yeah. Well, easy for for us to sell ourselves, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the house. Yeah. Well, that's why you see so many for sale by owners right now because the market's hot. So they think that it's easy and that they don't need you. When the market- Buyer's market. Yeah. You see a lot less for sale by owner signs in the yard when things aren't moving. Right. I I remember when when we had twenty seven thousand listings for sale. Yeah. They were most That was a thing, really? Most most of them were bank owned. Well, yeah. At that point. And that's, I mean, that's, I guess the, the, the other thing people have to remember is like all this fear is set in and stuff is just remember that it is such a different shift that like there no, as of right now, and I'm not saying again, we can't predict the future. We don't know what's going to happen. If people start to lose their jobs, things could get worse in a different way. But right now it's just a health crisis that, um, you know, is going to change our lifestyle for a while and the way that we do business. But unless start, people start losing jobs at, at great amounts, then 
we're not going to have people losing their houses and foreclosures and short sales like we did in the yeah. the last and I think that, I recession. think and I don't know this and I'm this I'm really just spitball yeah I'm spitball and making stuff up but I would assume that the banks will do and the government will do everything in their power to make sure that people do not get their houses taken away from them because they haven't been able to go to work. There are some places that are already putting holds on mortgages. Right. I don't know. So that's the same kind of stuff that happens when there's a hurricane, right? Like for those of you that are listening, that aren't from Florida or large listenership. Um, If you don't live in Florida though, when a hurricane comes through, that is like one of the first things that happens is you get a million emails and um, text messages from you know, your utilities, your cell phone, your internet providers, um, your mortgage companies all telling you that, you know, if you have a hardship, don't worry. I mean, they were not making you pay for internet usage or cell phone the last time the big hurricane came through. Oh, you see, uh, the utility company is not going to be disconnecting any utilities in the next 30 days. Yeah. Um, so, so Kayla speak right in that uh, microphone. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they, People step in and make sure that things don't get too bad if they if they can. And with the market the way it is, with we ended February with under seven thousand listings. Right. Like, do you know what would have to change? I know. And and not saying that it, it couldn't turn overnight into just a straight up buyer's market with twenty thousand listings for sale, but that's probably not realistic. What's more likely is that it's going to be um, just kind of a scary time. People are we're just going to have to do things differently. And um, might have to do a little bit more direct mail, more phone calls, um, no Popeyes, which is fine. I didn't like those anyways. <laughs> it's but not, this, fun. Isn't, this isn't forever. This is for yeah. a little while. We still have the holidays, cat. There's going to be Popeyes. Well, let's see how if we can there, get there some will traction be yeah. with you know, valuable pieces of information going out and phone calls following up strategically right after and saying, did you get my article about the top reasons buyers buy real estate? And did you have any questions about it? What did you think about it? And just giving them value, you know, just giving them value. Yeah. Let's see what happens with that. Okay. Lucky for us, we have a a good hand with our past clients and our friends who trust us to service their real estate needs. Yeah, so our business isn't totally going to go south because of all of this. Not I feel like I was like, Not why are you saying I'm that sorry. out loud? <laughs> why are you saying that? Because I'm loud? optimistic, and that's <laughs> yeah. how it is. We'll be fine because we're we're doubling up, right? We're double down, du- double down on uh, double down or double up. I don't know double? what you're talking about. Everybody's saying double down right now. I've heard it at least three dozen times in the last twenty four hours. Yeah, I promise it just you. means like double down on all of your activities. Oh. Like you're gonna have to do double the activities that you normally did. Dim stale dimadone. That's what it was. That's what I. I'm sorry for for you listeners. Fairly Odd Parents was a cartoon that my generation watched, and that was the owner of the town. Dimsdale (laughs) Dimadone was the name of the what was the stadium? Fairly Odd Parents. Was that Nickelodeon? Yeah, (laughs) I don't know that one. Nope, me either. Double down. That's what I think of. (laughs) Sorry, but yes. So double down on our activities and doing them in a little bit of a different way and not even different like i think what the three things three or four things we just talked about literally can be letters in the mail and then follow-up calls yeah Yeah. that's a totally doable who's gonna who's gonna do that Uh, type that up well Well, you can type you type it up okay kayla gets the mailers together and we'll get it out we're a great team guys (laughs) (laughs) 
so yeah it's a it's a weird yeah weird time look someone just texted me wants to see a property i mean there's still buyers out there yeah yeah. I know it's yeah it's it's crazy. I will. It'll be interesting when we uh, get back together and do another show next week to, mm-hmm. to give an update. I know that we're dating this, and if uh, you, it's 2023 and the apocalypse happened, and somebody <laughs> found this and is listening to it, uh, it might not be a good. Thing. Uh, congratulations on surviving. Congratulations yeah. on making it through. Yeah. Okay, we shouldn't joke about that. No. That's- but on, on the positive, we can take our business virtual. So thank you guys for being leaders and making that call so that we do isolate ourselves now so that our own families stay protected and the business can go uninterrupted. Yeah, next week we're probably going to kick you out of here too. Yeah, you're going to be doing what? it remotely. Do I get to bring this microphone with me? It's pretty cool. I might make some sick beats at home. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> hey guys, remember to rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, it's going to help new listeners find us. And you can also send questions or stories to us at our website, onseekingthebest.com. You can even leave us a voicemail and leave us your uh, your thoughts. Thoughts. And <laughs> if you've got any uh, pandemic advice for us to get through the apocalypse uh, send us a tweet at seek the best pod and for cat kayla and myself thanks for listening and we'll figure this all out next week this has been a think live be production <laughs>